Season 1 of the Ear Training Podcast has come to a close until September 1st. So what you're listening to is a rerun. <laughs> I suppose you know that. Uh, just know that I will be coming back on September 1st, full force. Uh, we're just going to take a little bit of a summer break because we're kind of following the school schedule. So, But in this rerun, I might give some calls to action that are a little outdated, so I just wanted to update you on the best ways you can support the show. Number one is you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Number two is you can support us on Patreon by going to theeartrainingpodcast.com and clicking the big old button. And number three, you can follow me on Instagram. It's just my it's my personal and music Instagram. It's all one. I used to have separate ones, uh, but now you can follow me at samevans.producer. Um, and yeah, you'll, you'll be able to kind of tap into Sam Evans in my life a little bit and I'll try to share some music theory, theory videos and so forth. So, and that's all without further ado, go on to your rerun. Season one of the ear training podcast has come to a close until September 1st. So what you're listening to is a rerun. <laughs> I suppose you know that. Uh, just know that I will be coming back on September 1st, full force. Uh, we're just going to take a little bit of a summer break because we're kind of following the school schedule. So, But in this rerun, I might give some calls to action that are a little outdated, so I just wanted to update you on the best ways you can support the show. Number one is you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Number two is you can support us on Patreon by going to theeartrainingpodcast.com and clicking the big old button. And number three, you can follow me on Instagram. It's just my it's my personal and music Instagram. It's all one. I used to have separate ones, uh, but now you can follow me at samevans.producer. Um, and yeah, you'll you'll be able to kind of tap into Sam Evans in my life a little bit, and I'll try to share some music theory theory videos and so forth. So, and that's all. Without further ado, go on to your rerun. Hi, happy Friday. Uh, today we're going to talk about the differences between the several different seven chords that are. Okay, so first we need to talk about seven chords in general. So a chord, uh, we often will refer to a chord uh, as a one, three, five. We call that a triad because there are three notes in it. Uh, and by one, three, five, what we mean is we're skipping two and four in like a scale, right? So for example, in the key of C, one, three, five, we skip re and fa. So we just have C, E, G, right? And most chords are this way. You can go. Uh, you can take a scale, uh, find a note, and skip two and four from that, and you'll find a little triad. You know, you can do it. You can take that hand shape and go all the way down on the white keys, for example. And those are all the triads that are diatonic to C. Um, however, you can do the same thing with a seven chord. So what we mean by that is instead of just one, three, five, we've got one, three, five, seven. It's the same concept. We're skipping two, four, and six, right? Uh, if you're playing a C seven chord, C major seven chord, your fingers should be on C, E, G, and B. If you're on the keyboard, obviously. And you can do the same thing with seven chords, where you can take that finger shape on all the white keys and take them all the way down. 
Those are all the seven chords that are diatonic to C. And uh, there are three different kinds of seven chords that are automatically diatonic. And let's address these. The first um, is called either the dominant seven chord or the seven chord. Uh, if we if we are just giving it a, if, for example, if you ever hear someone say G seven or C seven, you know um, that's they're usually referring. They should be referring to a diatonic. Whoa! I just heard some crazy vibrations here. Well, hope everything's okay. Anyways, where was I? Uh, oh yeah, so seven chords. If someone says G7 or C7 or A7, they should be referring to the dominant seven chord. And the idea behind that is if you were in the key of that chord, let's say, for example, you're in the key of E flat major, um, then you would be using the one, you'd be using Do, Mi, So, and Te. So it's got a major 3 and a flat 7. So in C, it would be C, E, G, B flat. It's a way to say, okay, our 7 isn't a half step or a single note away from our 1. It's a whole step or two different notes away from our 1. Now this is also something else that would come across very well visually. Maybe I'll create a visual aid for you. I will. Uh, it'll be the same visual aid as the other one I, I created. So uh, go to the same spot at sam.eartraining. Send me a message and I'll send it right back to you. You can also send me an email. Sam at theeartrainingpodcast.com And no, that website's not really up and running yet. I mean, I think you could find something there, but it's just not. I'm not paying any attention to that website right now. I will, though. I will. Uh, so, But for now, I'm going to send you that PDF. The PDF has all the major scales on, um, on the three major instruments that I'm going to be dealing with initially, which is piano, guitar, and ukulele. Uh, and on those major scales, we will also identify the... the different seven chords that exist in the context of scales because uh, seven chords really do exist in the context of scales. So look it up and you'll know what I'm talking about here. So here's a dominant seven. This has a major three and a flat seven and a normal one and five. I think of barbershop quartets when I hear this. This is also the chord that really wants to resolve into the fourth above it. That's another example of resolution, right? So there's this dominant seven, and then there's also the major seven. Major seven just has a major three and a major seven. So in a major scale, uh, if you just go do, mi, so, t, that's a major 7 chord, and people uh, who aren't trained in jazz will call it a very jazzy chord. Uh, I mean, jazz uses it, but it's it's very watered-down jazz, let's put it that way. 
But it sounds really pretty. I mean, all these are major chords. You know, there's just something kind of nice and cool about it. The next kind of chord, so we had our dominant 7 and our major 7. Next, we have our minor 7. So the minor 7 just has a flat 3 and a flat 7. So again, major 7 is major 3, major 7. Minor 7 is minor 3, minor 7. That's pretty intuitive, right? Here's major 7. Here's minor 7. So in the key of C minor, it would be do, me, so, te. Do, me, so, te. And that one's used a lot in music. There's one. And it resolves pretty well that way, you know. So there's one. Those three are the most common seven chords. They are also... Uh, yeah, they're the most common. There's only one other that's even diatonic. And by diatonic, I mean can be used within a major scale alone without using extra notes, right? Because in the key of C, for example, doing this, playing all the white keys, one, three, five, seven, from C is a major seven chord, from D is a minor seven chord, from G is a dominant, from B is a half diminished chord. This has a flat three and a flat five and a flat 7. Here's why we call it half diminished. Uh, again, uh, look at that. Email me or send me a message for the sheet I've created at sam.eartraining on Instagram or sam at theeartrainingpodcast.com, the email address. Um, and you can see this visually a lot better. But this is something where um, the distance between your 1 and your flat 3 is a minor third, and your distance between your flat three and a flat five is a minor third. A fully diminished chord would have a double flat seven. So in the key of C, that would be C, E flat, G flat, and A. A double flat seven just means you're taking C and going, here's seven, here's flat seven, here's double flat seven. Really, you can think of it as law, but double flat seven is the technical term so that's fully diminished right here half diminished is just a single flat seven so remember a half diminished it's flat three flat five flat seven and fully diminished is just has the same thing but a double flat seven i'm just gonna go through that one more time for you so you can hear them i guess today's concept day next week we can deal more with hearing them so here's a major seven Here's a dominant 7. Minor 7. Half diminished 7. Fully diminished. And then this wants to resolve, so I'm gonna... There's one other one, but it's rarely used. It's the minor major 7. With a flat 3 and a major 7. I shouldn't say never. I mean, I've used it before, but it's just not that common. So anyways, there you go. Those are the different kinds of seven chords. Again, if that was a lot of information, please uh, go to Instagram at sam.eartraining 
or send me an email, sam at vetyourtrainingpodcast.com. And, um, uh, and I will send you a PDF with all of the scales and all of the basic information you need to know to understand these seven chords. So that's all. Thanks so much.